Thomas, I'm Sean, <clears throat> and I'm uh, Steven. Yeah. Okay, today we got a review of Velvet Buzzsaw, it's directed by Dan Gilroy, and we're also going to be talking about homes and apartments from films that we enjoy, and um, I guess whether or not we would live in those homes. I mean, I definitely like would live in the home that I'm going to pick. Well, it's going to be our dream home. This is our, but, our yeah. homes that we would I think Sean for. had a catch with this idea. We're going to... Talk about the lifestyle or associated with it, or like the, you have the to. Genre. Like if, if you pick a if you pick a home from a horror movie, your life is a horror movie. Or you're, you're <laughs> damn, <laughs> goddamn, yeah. that rules out those homes. Yeah. yeah, so that should be an interesting conversation. And uh, we're also going to talk about movies we watched during the week. Um, what's going on with you, Thomas? How was your week? Oh, my week. Oh man, it just flew by. I did some working, as most of America does. Yeah, make it sound um, like it was like a novel thing. Yeah. Like it's just like you know, I've been, I've been working. Said, it's, it's not novel. I just did it because I had to, and I'm a slave to the system of capitalism. <laughs> uh, I uh, did not do much. Um, I am going out of town next week for two oh, days. Doing just, what? Uh, I don't know if you've seen those like getaway houses. They're like uh, oh, the one you promised you'll take me to one day. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're they're cool little like um, cabins with like cool glass windows and stuff in the middle of the forest. Uh, gonna do that. I just gotta get out, man. I gotta get out. Other than that, man, that sounds like a good time. I honestly, I just can't even muster up one interesting thing I did all week, and that's kind of sad. Not really. Every week doesn't have to be exciting. Kinda, I think it does. You know, like, I mean, how many weeks do you get in life? A Tom- whole lot. Too many. Too many, I'm honest. but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. This is your challenge for 2019, Tom. I want you to make every week amazing. Like I want you to pull something out every week. That you've I am done. gonna cook a Japanese dish. Oh, that is exciting. Tonight, you know, so yeah. I mean that's part of this week, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a part of it. You should do it with jasmine rice, though. I nope. hear that's better. Rice. I heard, yeah, I heard jasmine rice is the superior that, rice. That's on what the, great on, Japanese chefs use. Actually, they use jasmine. I read rice. it on on They're Reddit. All rolling in their graves right now. Yeah, I read it on Reddit. That's definitely something they use. You should be fucking <laughs> ritually suicided. Jesus. Sean, Sean how was your week? Um, you know, this week got me thinking. <laughs> About life? All right. Yeah, it's like, how much do I like New York? It's fucking freezing this week. I think Monday was three, yeah. and then uh, Tuesday was like ten. Uh, I don't know if you guys, if, if you're listening to this and you're somewhere that's always hot, like maybe like Florida or something, but it's not good. I remember I was speaking to so I think I was speaking to my grandmother. And she was like, "Yeah, she's not going outside because it was like 48 degrees." I'm like, "Damn, I mess, I missed that." Yeah, I probably wear shorts right now. If yeah, it was but but here's my thing with that is look at the temperature for the next week, dude. 40s, 50s. Yeah, golden. that that's great. But then, uh, but it's only it's so temporary in New York that it doesn't. The thing is, me. I'm also old, so it gets into my bones, and I feel it a lot. Honestly, so I I don't I've, like it. I treat Florida heat the same way. It was so hot in Florida some days that I was like, I can't leave my house. Remember, yeah. here's Two the extremes. same way. Here's the same way. Two extremes. Yeah. I remember. I remember those days I wouldn't leave. Like I would just like sit there and was like, nope, this is not happening. Yeah, it was. 
it's the same thing. It was too cold to leave this week, and in Florida, it was too hot to leave. Like when I was watching our, our main review movie today, uh, I was watching them in L.A. I'm like, damn, that looks so fucking nice, especially when they're in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's like that scene in like, I guess her home is up in the mountains. Yeah, it was, there was windy one and the sun was, was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, fucking Christ, man. What what are we doing? Yeah. You, you step outside, there's like dirty... Fucking salt on grated onto the concrete. It looks trash. <laughs> yeah. So but, New York is great. But what about those uh, those New York summers? <laughs> with like all the, those looks green, like the crow. Those trees blossoming and uh, all those summer uh, rooftop parties. All the summer trash. Oh, all the cooked. summer rooftop parties. We don't get invited hot, to. Cool. Hot and sticky in the subway. It's dirty. It smells terrible. What about the spring and the fall? The fall? What about the fall? (laughs) The fall is a month, and let's be honest, I don't think none of us really enjoy it that much because we know what's coming. We're just going to shit on New York for the rest of the episode? I mean, that's what the episode theme is. I don't know if you guys caught on. I'm just saying the grass is not always greener. Yeah, but uh, that was my thinking this week. That's about it. About New York? Yeah. What about you, Steve? Uh, I think I'm going to follow the trend with both of these guys. Uh, You know, I, I went to work. There was times where I thought about calling out and saying, you know, fuck it. I, I could take this L, take a personal day off. But then I realized, I'm like, I want to save those. For but maybe the subways have heat. So, I mean, no, well, yeah, well, there's like usually a walk involved. You have to involved. walk there, yeah. Like, well, you, know, you guys just, have to walk 10 minutes to your fucking Well, L-train. you know what? I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. All right. You have to understand that Thomas is living in luxury right now. Thomas no, has a car. Everyone could, lives by get, a train except you. Uh, and you know what? I just, I just couldn't do it. But I did it anyway. I, emotionally, I couldn't do it, but I had to. Uh, so yeah, it's too fucking cold. But I had to work. Uh, I think yeah, it's, that's you my know week. what it is. That sums I, up I don't my think week. you have a good jacket. I think you. Oh, that's another big thing in my life right now. I really don't have a good jacket. Yeah, so that's if anyone. Why. Dude, have... my jacket. I barely feel that cold. So listeners, if you guys have good recommendations, just send it to uh, do the right film. Somebody's just gonna comment. Get another jacket. Get, <laughs> get a better that's jacket. Your solution. <laughs> Uh, any because you know I, I know you 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 have principles when it comes to style. You don't want a jacket that's too bulgy, me me me. Then you you're complain. making me sound very pretentious. Then, yeah, you and are I, pretentious. I, but and I'm then, not. And then you complain about the cold. It's because you're wearing a fucking paper thin, stylish little jacket. That's why. I don't think my jacket's paper thin. I think it provides some kind of warmth. <sighs> fucking spring jacket. You know, yeah, it might it might say that on the label, but you know, I think it's versatile. I'm just saying, swallow your pride for a, a few days when it's really cold. Yeah. Get so yourself a big ass <laughs> fucking Eskimo jacket like I have. So that sums up my week, Harvey. Uh Thomas shitting on my my style choices. That's right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um <laughs> my week was pretty uneventful as well. Um worked for the most part. Um I did some voice acting this week, which was uh sort of fun. It Chill. gives me a uh, gives me a break from uh doing my normal job. Um, you didn't you didn't tell me I I told you I wanted to audition. Mm, nah. That's not gonna happen. Can you tell us but, the project or no? What's up? Can you tell us the project or no? Um, not really. Did it was it, it was it <laughs> okay. something like look out, Batman? Look out, Batman! Nah, don't yeah. fuck. That's I like a, uh, <laughs> you weren't Robin. Nah, I'm like a uh, I don't know. I'm yeah, who like did you play? Kind of like a black pirate or something for the most part. <laughs> Just wait, but, that's what the casting sheet yeah. said. Like when you went in, it just said black well, it's pirate. It's not a casting sheet. It's just You're a pirate, black, black, you happen black, to be black. Parentheses. I just happened to be in an opportune, well, not really an opportune, but my job needed someone. And They uh, typecast it, it was. I don't know if they typecasted me. I don't think I'm usually like a piratey sort of black person. 
I don't know. I kind of get the feeling because you do wear there, overalls, there, and I feel like a power move. I've seen some overalls. There are some in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, you want to talk about movies? Yeah, I'm done to talk about movies. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Sean promised to watch every movie he's ever owed on the podcast last week. And I don't know if you guys I remember, he but I heard so, all this. I will time. say this. You didn't watch it. You didn't watch I it. I did watch one of them. <laughs> one of your <laughs> movies. Out of, out of the, what? It's you probably to, you, the one that he owed Steve. If you guess right, I'll, re- <laughs> I'll review it. <laughs> um, I don't, did you lose again last week? Yeah. What did you get? You gave me um. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Oh, did you watch that one? Yeah, you're right. So I'll review it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, if there was one I wanted to hear about, so it. just wh- like you didn't watch any of Harvey's wh- movies. Well, no. What happened with Prince- Princess Mononoke? What happened with Cartel? Um, and- oh, yeah. What happened to that what movie? What the fuck is this? I completely forgot about that. You lost. You fucking collection agents. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> like- <laughs> Sean has the worst credit on the yeah. podcast right is this, now. Is this <laughs> White Sean material. Deuceret? Is this Sean Deuceret? White material, Cartel I'm, Land, uh, dude, Princess Mononoke. I've blocked like 16 numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you watched this movie, but you didn't watch my movie. I couldn't watch your movie. You're going to have to give me something else or buy it for me. <laughs> Damn. I'm going out of pocket for this shit. Um, you know what? I've never seen Howl's Moving Castle. Is that good? That movie is that good, one. but I'm not going to be able to watch that one either. If you, if no, you that's actually watch. on Amazon to rent, which is weird. The thing is, I'm going to give you that movie, and then oh. when I ask for it next week, you'll be like, listen, they took it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do what I got to do. Are you, do, you declare, do you declare uh, bankruptcy? I'll watch it somehow I online. I don't understand how you didn't watch Princess Mononoke. So I Sean, feel like I could find it pretty Sean owes us 10 movies. No, you can't find it. I don't really care. I actually just want to hear about this But the one. source of where you're going to find it from is not going to be great. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so you watch Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Right. So My top five of the year. Yeah. Was it in your top five? Yeah. You surprised? What number? No, I don't remember. It's probably like four or five. Four? Or okay. I can see why because uh, this movie, uh, it's really good. Gus Van Saint, Jack Black, Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill. Uh, who else is in here? Rooney Mara. I Again, like all those people. Didn't know she was in here. She's also dating, right? Joaquin Phoenix? Are they dating? Oh, wow. That's a great couple. Uh, somebody <laughs> somebody looked that up. Fact check me. I'll, I don't I'll, put I'll two people together who don't belong together. Yeah, hold up. But um, yeah, so I didn't know much about this movie. I didn't know much about the character uh, and the 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 actual person that it's based on, but uh, I'm fascinated. I was fascinated by him after watching the movie. Did some research, and he had a pretty interesting life. And his story is remarkable. Um, you get a bit of it in the actual film itself, but the movie it doesn't act as a regular biopic. It it's more or less in the vein of a Gus Van Sant film. He likes to touch on emotional beats, and he likes to tell it in the way that he wants to see it played out, which I enjoy. I can definitely see how this is not a film for everybody. Oh, so they are dating. That's a cute. That's a cute photo of them. Yeah, she's uh very pretty in this movie. Um, yeah, uh, I really like the way he jun- he he uh juggles certain emotional beats, the way he sort of tells the story non-linear, and it feels very simple and easy to watch. And uh, it's a great movie. Uh, there is a portion in this movie where I actually almost cried. And it's not so much a scene that actually happens, but a story that he tells. You probably know what it is. Which one? Refresh my memory. Is there a keyword you can jog me? So the, so the movie plays on this thing that he says throughout the movie. And there's a scene where he, he actually says it where it's derived from. And he's talking about how he never met his mother. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that scene was beautiful. And there's also a scene in the end that really got me good with Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. That scene was incredible. Uh, watched it twice. Not the movie, but that scene. Yeah. Um, Walking Phoenix plays this character as if he is this person, which is unbelievable. Uh, he he just has this natural, charismatic, yet broken uh, um, character to him. And it's incredible. Yes, yeah, so some of the scenes in this were like bone-chillingly beautiful like when he's hanging upside down in the yeah. therapy for the first time with rudy morrow mm-hmm. that was that was, so that was one of my favorite scenes and he's talking about like if he would have a con- conversation with god and the devil and what he would say to them and that scene almost seen seems uh unscripted and there's a song that plays throughout the movie that i like a lot it's a score it's just a little bit of a score and it works pretty well in this movie um i would say one thing i probably didn't like as much is that he does this thing where he's trying to go from one emotion to the other very sporadically and you have to you have to kind of like dive into it as the scene plays um there are some moments where it's it goes from like him like having a great time then right afterwards there's a scene where he's just bawling crying and it's told in a very un unlinear way kind of like that <laughs> yeah it's like i said well, it's I'm not a psycho. For, that's a psycho. not for everyone but uh, i did enjoy it for the most part um it would have been cool to see this person, uh, who he was before the accident and what happens to him. The scenes with Jack Black, I liked a lot. And the payoff with him towards the middle was incredible as well. Or towards the end, I would say. It was also a very emotional scene. Yeah, seeing Jack Black in that manner is heartbreaking. He's talking about how much his life has gone downhill. Um, yeah, this movie is incredible. I uh, finally got to see it. only took me a year. It came like a year ago, right? Uh, eh, maybe like May or something. Yeah. Um, I'm glad though because I really wanted more people to see it. This is one of those movies. This is a Sundance movie from last year. You know, it's totally funny though. Swept under the rug. I was I was annoyed because um, I rented this movie for six dollars, and it said it's gonna be free on Amazon in three days. So I was like, fuck, should I just not watch it again? <laughs> Tom, did you know this? Wait till it's free. No, I didn't know. Oh, I thought you planned this out perfectly. Because it's an Amazon Prime release, so, but it doesn't go on Prime until January or February eighth. You know, I just After canceled. I just canceled my Prime membership because I don't use it. Should, I, I would argue that's the best service. Yeah, of all of them. <laughs> like I think I just need to have it for a month and just watch all their movies that they have. I think they have a better over. catalog. Plus, if there's something you really want to see and you want to throw like four bucks down, you, it's there. Whereas with Netflix, there's no option for that. You're making yeah. a lot of great points. That's right. It's all. I, um, <laughs> have you seen me make any other type of point? Movie's yeah. great. They touch on his uh, addiction pretty well. There's a lot of good emotional scenes that come out of that. And um, it's not really a redemption movie, but it's just a per- it's just a movie about a person making means with his life. And it's a uh, it's a good story. I'd recommend it to everybody. And I would give it a. I'll give it a five out of five. Who? Really? Yeah, I love it. Telling you guys, it, you guys it, it slept hit me on hard, it. really, really hard. Yeah. But I'm not really an emotional person, you, you know. Cried. So. <laughs> no, I didn't cry. Damn, I always I said did. you cried. I actually, I actually hard, almost cried. I teared up in this movie. I actually almost cried at the Rooney Mara scene when he's upside down. That scene was brutal. When he's finally talking to somebody about like how he feels about what happens to him. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, I'm very surprised this movie didn't get a lot of love. Oh yeah, and I really like the. It's like uh, an Oscar-worthy performance. The cameo from the uh, mid-90s kid. 
Remember yeah. that? At the end with the skateboarders? Yeah. yeah. Gus Van Sien has a cameo. Probably has too. something to do with Jonah Hill being involved. Hey, yeah. Jonah Hill, you know where you get some skateboards? Dude, I'm making a skateboarding movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he. I'm sure Gus Van Sant helped him with, with that movie. Yeah. Gus Van Sant actually helped him, gave him advice with mid-90s. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, five out of five. Great movie. It's going to come out on Amazon for free in a few days, so everybody check it out. Steve, watch it. No excuse. Uh, I'm not going to watch it now. I think the hype is just too real. There's no hype on this damn movie. It's just too good. It's like I'm saying like, there's a hype on um, Won't You Be My Neighbor. It's just a, probably a good film. I know. I, I know this, this, I, would, I really want to watch this movie. The thing is, I just know it's going to bother Tom, so I'm just going to just not watch it. I don't think there's yourself, any hype bud. for Don't Worry, Don't, don't Worry. I don't remember anybody talking Very about little. it. Very hmm. little. Did you yeah. watch anything else? Um, Nothing he was supposed to watch. <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, I'll come back to me. This will be the first time you haven't watched the, another movie outside of the main. Movie. I um, I got bad news this week, guys. You don't watch anything either. I watch some stuff, but there's a problem with it. What is it? Rewatches. <sighs> All right. Oh, I don't re. I don't rewatch ever. And I always like my thing is like I see all these good movies and like what good are they if you don't rewatch them, right? So I'm like, fuck, I need to rewatch a couple of these to re live some of these great moments that I enjoyed so much. Uh, but the real issue is is that I always want to watch new movies. I don't have time to watch a lot of movies. And mental capacity is shot. Uh, so I rewatched two movies today, and it forced me to slip behind and not watch any new movies. Okay. Um, I rewatched The Ides of March. I won't speak a word on it because I want someone else to watch it. Um... And I watched Infinity War. <laughs> Infinity War. Uh, oh, this is really weird. I know. It is weird. I was just craving some shit like that. I don't know why. Uh, much you're, you're better. in the comic book movies. That's what it is. No, no, actually. Um, you got a fanboy. If I had seen it works. for the very first time at home, I think I would have gave it a half star or less. Yeah. I, I think my, my four star rating for that movie had a lot to do with my... Uh, the sound that and the experience with the audience and just the you know not knowing what's going to happen kind of thing uh anyways um yeah that's that's all i really watched i did brush over a movie last week if you guys want me to review that <laughs> brush over a movie yeah i said i watched a simple favor but i didn't say anything about it i just gave it a score mm, yeah. the, the moment's gone i think <laughs> the moment's gone yeah you sure yeah or should I just talk about it? It's up to you. Fuck that movie. Really? <laughs> no, I don't care. Well, just for the sake of having my words on the podcast about a movie and not being looking like a failure, um, I watched uh, A Simple Favor last week. I think I gave it like a two and a half, uh, but I didn't even explain why or any details about the movie. Um so, Simple Favor is directed by, what's his name? What's that guy's name? He does movies. Paul Paul Fig. 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 Uh, it's starring Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, Henry Golding. Pretty much it. Um, and the synopsis, Stephanie is a single mother uh, with a parenting vlog who befriends Emily, a secretive upper class woman who has a child at the same elementary school. 
When Emily goes missing, Stephanie takes it upon herself to investigate. Um, okay, so right off the bat, you meet this fucking Anna Kendrick uh, character. What's her name again? Stephanie? Yeah, Stephanie. Uh, and she's like that goody two-shoes, like... like. Uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, she, okay. she, she has a, a cooking vlog for moms and shit. She's just one of those yuppie girls that you just... You don't see an appeal for unless you're into that kind of thing. Some guys are into that, um, and she uh, she gets gravitated towards Blake Lively, who's this uh, this powerful figure. She wears like uh, suits, and she's uh, she's very strong and forward with her speaking. She's like, uh, "You want a drink?" Like she's like, "Let's let's go get a fucking drink," you know. Like she makes a strong martini. She asks about. Uh, she said. Her and her husband had a threesome the other day, like shit, like this. And listen, man, this there's nothing. Very, there's nothing more attractive than a woman in a power suit. That's right. Uh, and Regular this is all very clothing. jarring for, for it. Does something for me? I guess <laughs> really? it's something for everyone, but I guess it does something specifically for me. I mean, whatever. I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, I think uh, that all this stuff that is she's telling Anna Kendrick's character is very jarring because she's such an innocent girl. Um, unfortunately, uh, this movie. Starts decently, uh, and then it crumbles apart. It's very similar to Searching, uh, which is a movie that only Sean, I think, saw, me and Sean. And Searching was, was essentially filmed entirely through, like, you know, cameras on a MacBook, iPhone, shit like that. Uh, and it's told through those those eyes. This movie doesn't really do that, but she does, like, cut in with her vlog a lot where she, like, documents the uh, the missing person situation. Um, so she's trying to figure out what's going on, like what what happened to Emily, yada, yada, yada. There's some dumb twists in this movie that I think ruin the movie. Uh, it's very predictable. I know the twist. Um, I mean, I don't know. You don't really have to guess. You do know it? Yeah, I do. Like you, you were confident you know or someone actually told you the twist? I was, uh, it was spoiled for me, but it's not really spoiling it if I wasn't planning on seeing it. So yeah, that's where I lie. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> Halfway through the movie, the the twist starts to become predictable immediately. Uh, not really enjoyable. They could have done a lot of dark things with this. I thought this movie was gonna was gonna turn dark in a good way. Um, it it kind of had that vibe at the beginning. There was like some talk about uh, someone fucking their own brother and shit. I was like, all right. <laughs> Tom's just Dark like shit. Tom's just chances. eyes widen and his just ears because perk like, up shit like a dog. Like that, uh, shit like that doesn't <clears throat> sit well with the mouth breather. So I'm like, all right, this movie's willing to take some chances. Um, but it's it no, did, it's no Crimson Peak. Uh, have not seen. No. Did not, did not take much chances. It, it was like a like a bad like TV show with a small plot twist. I, I don't know. There's some good stuff there, but mostly not good. It looks like it it's was half trash, half on decent. Hallmark like or Lifetime. Movies, uh, that should never have gotten made. Like oh, but it did. The, the fund should have been allocated elsewhere. Like there's there was another project that really needed that money, but yeah. they're like, uh, I guess it can go here. It could have been a nice thriller, but it, it was just so goofy. It, it it was like also tone deaf. Like this is a serious subject matter, um, but the whole time Anna Kendrick's like. I'm going to solve this mystery. It's just like so fucking corny. 
This is the opposite. This sounds exactly what I've read like. About um, yeah, I don't know what I've, I've read, read. I've, I've read, read similar things about it too. Dude, it's not a serious thriller. It's goofy throughout. It sounds like a movie I saw a couple years ago called um, "Girl on the Train." Yeah, I sounds that. just like. Was that. Julie Roberts in that? No. Uh, Emily Blunt. It? Emily Blunt. Was it? Yeah. yeah no, never mind. Damn. Oh yeah, now I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Because the trailers were fucking everywhere. It was a period piece, right? No, you're way off. Way off. Yeah. Yo. You're like way fucking off. I have no idea what you're talking about now. <laughs> I thought it was a period piece. <laughs> well, shit. So what did you give the score, man? Like, it was, was a two and a half, right? Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, so there's something there, I guess. Yeah, that half. That incest. That incest shit could have got him to the half that, score. <laughs> I could get behind this. I <laughs> uh, do not condone incest <laughs> behavior. I just think in Good. film it's it's interesting. Um, <laughs> now, I would say the two and a half is derived from the fact that it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think most movies under two and a half for me are just hard to watch. It's not a hard to right. watch movie. It's just not good. Okay. Yeah. Was the house nice? At least I remember that. Uh, nice. You don't get to see a lot of it, but it was a solid like house. Rich. Yeah, her house was nice, so I probably wouldn't pick it for the topic. But okay, that's yeah. what I was getting at. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not, not up to my my standards. Hey, Steve, what's up? Have you watched any movies this week? Yeah, I really want to talk about a movie I watched last week. Why did that sound? I like almost watched the same one. The whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just sound like you scripted that whole thing. I feel like me did and Tarvey just are like, like very much play on this. Some shit. <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah. I think we're just more in sync than y'all are. That's what's happening. Tell what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> Let him hear it. Uh, yeah. Last week I watched. I, I think I briefly mentioned in the group chat what I watched. I watched this uh, Mads Mikkels film uh, uh, called Polar. Uh, Released obviously in 2019, it's a Netflix original film. Oh, uh, yeah, I watched the trailer to this. <laughs> it's based on a comic book series. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Part. Uh, and <laughs> I watched this during. It's <laughs> all right. I'm, I have to really tell you what this movie's about. Let me jump in. Let me do this before I jump into it. So, Polar: If the job doesn't kill you, retirement will. Are you guys intrigued? Uh, that's. You you just took my intrigue and brought it down. All right, how about Mad Mickelson with an eye patch? Does that intrigue you? Yeah, well, of course, by default. Yeah. How about Mad Mickelson getting a finger up his butt? Does that intrigue you? Was very, it a woman who did it? No, it's right a doctor now. who did it. Oh, okay. and I mean, it's one of the opening scenes in the film. It's like one of the like I think the first. Was 10 that minutes. the synopsis you read, or was that just a tagline? That earlier. was the tagline. Oh, okay. Earlier. But I was just I really want to see what really brings you guys in. Um, I thought it was so, the shortest synopsis ever. <laughs> So this uh, so this film's about uh, when a retiring assassin realizes that he's a target of a hit, he winds up back in the game, going head to head with a gang of younger, ruthless killers. Does this sound like something that we've watched before? Yeah, it sounds like John Wick. It sounds like Jack Reacher. It sounds like um, the list goes on. Yeah. So it's just as generic as you might think it is. Uh, so Polar is a film that tries to be so stylized and, and tries to to be something so different that it ends up just kind of playing in the same tropes that we've seen time and time again. It's like it wants to be a John Wick, but John Wick does it so much fucking better. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen would be perfect. Like, this seems like a perfect film for him. Like, he's just playing an aging fucking assassin who's just killing people. But, you know, it's just kind of... He looks a t- like a good snake. Yeah, right? He looks yeah. like... 
a perfect snake for Metal Gear Solid and like and eye patch and shit. I think he is the more enjoyable like part of this film, but like everything else really falls apart because it's dealing it has these very like eccentric characters that just don't fit into its world. And I know it's based off a comic book, but I feel like this is the one comic book they should never have tried to made into a movie. Like, you know, it was just like that limit of like, oh shit, like it's like too many comic book films in the industry. Like this is definitely the fucking limit of it. Uh, it's hands down the ugly, ugliest fucking graded film I've ever seen. Like it's just like it's just all whitewash and like high. No, it's high contrast. High yeah, yeah, high contrast. So it's like you ever watch a movie and you just have to like turn away for a little bit because it hurt your eyes. This yeah. was this movie. Oh yeah. Uh Johnny Knopf Johnny Knoxville's in this. Yeah, I saw that. He's like a bad guy, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in the beginning of the film. Uh I don't know. It's like I'm trying to find like positive things to say, but it just it's just so bland and so like uninspiring and I just kinda wonder like why. You know, I started this movie. Really? I just couldn't do it. Like the trailer is so much fucking things going on. I'm no, like, this... I don't know. I have the energy to watch all this. Right no, now. The, yeah, the whole fucking film is just way too much shit going on. And even as the film continues, it doesn't seem to try. Like, it doesn't seem to find like find its footing. Uh, you know what looks looks good about it? it's the environment of him like in this cabin and like this wilderness area. That is literally maybe twenty percent of it. Twenty thirty percent. The rest is like, like it's okay. Like. That scenery looking, and I would say the most interesting part of the film is the action sequence that takes place in the cabin. I think that's when we get the most interesting aspects, and we see him like go fucking full on. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing too. Like this film drags its feet. It's supposed to be. You, you would think it's an action film, right? Yeah. Is it long? Two hours? It's two hours. Jeez. We do not Jesus get. Christ. Dude, we don't get an action film until maybe like thirty minutes into the film, like a proper action sequence yeah. with the main character. It drags his fucking feet to it. I don't know why, but it just drags its feet. We finally get it. It's okay. And that's the film. Like it has these it has weird pacing issues. Like the action is like there's a lot of just like just heavy dialogue and it's trying to be witty, it's trying to be funny. The characters are like just so generic and they're because they're trying to be interesting. You know when someone's trying to be fucking funny or like clever and then just come off so uninspired, you're like, oh, I've seen Bold this. out the finger in the butt. All right. Oh, well, yeah. That's that's where that's where half the my star comes way? from. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it it kind of is because it came out of nowhere. I'm just like laying there watching the movie, and then the doctor's like, "Can you bend over?" And he's just like, "Yes." Then his very deep, deep voice, and that happens. So I mean, yes, I guess I that's can like bend over. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's my, my Danish English. That's half. That's half the fucking real. That's half uh, half a star right there, and then uh. There's a really good action sequence. I would say maybe a little over halfway through the film. Do you, do you find it strange that he's coming out at the same time in a movie called Arctic, which looks really interesting? Oh, I, that looks good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. it's like polar. The word polar and the word Arctic. You would think that he, that strange. Should... and I think the two characters are both in it it's so fucking weird it's yeah it's uh is hollywood just lazy they're like oh you guys work together already all right cool yeah i mean yeah sometimes it just works that way there's someone's like you're on your contract yeah just go fucking film another movie fucker and just drags them along i think that's what happened to keanu reeves once and i think he spoke about about it he had to film he had to actually make a movie he didn't want to do because he was under contract don't they all 
All right. Well, do you have a star rating for this? Uh, is it, yeah. Is, is it's it like, worth watching? It's no. It's not fucking worth watching. It's like worse than it's mute. Like, all right. It's worse than mute. Oh shit. That's like yeah. Because at least with mute, I can try to keep engaged with the interesting world building and like I hate to say interesting because it makes it sound way more exciting than it is, but like at least with mute, it kept me somewhat entertained. Like this was just like. I was just in and out. I saw a spoiler-esque review. It said, uh, dog lovers are going to hate this movie. Oh, yeah. Fucking A, man. Don't, yeah. The yeah. opening is fucking ruthless. So Pat's going to love it. Oh, man. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> He's going to love fucking, it. It was heartbreaking watching that scene. All right, chill. Don't spoil anything. I might watch this piece of shit. Yeah, watch it. Uh, I think you will hate it. Uh, honestly, I, I'm this never This is gonna... like a perfect dad movie. This is definitely a dad like movie. Like dads would like the shit. Dad was like, "Oh, hey, this is fucking badass." Yeah. My hey. daddy would. You <laughs> sit there. He turns on Netflix. He he's like, "Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen really this good? new movie on Netflix? Polar, real good." I'm like, "No, dad, I definitely don't want to watch it." It's a one out of five. I don't care. It's fucking waste of time. Don't want to bother watching. Oh, January is not panning out to be fruitful. Uh, no, it's not fruitful. It's pretty disappointing. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. And then I also watched another movie called Tag. I'm not going to really talk much about it because Sean spoke about it. But, uh, so have I. Oh, you've watched it as well? Yeah. yeah. Did we Actually, talk about it? he was the first one to review it. No, oh. he was. Oh, Wait, yeah. Somebody else brought it up, though. Really? Oh, I, I Pat, watched Patrick. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick asked if we talked about it. It's on HBO right now. Uh, I just turned it on because I really wanted a good comedy. Uh, and it did its job. There was like a little fun. There was a couple funny moments overall in the film, but it's, no it's game like, night. But it's no game night. That weird yeah. ending, though, huh? That weird fucking end. Like I would say, the third act is like the weirdest, jarring moment of the film. Like where the story goes, it was. It starts off as a very cute, kind of funny story about friendship, and then it just gets really weird and just takes it to extremes that I feel like in comedy, I'm like, it's like maybe we shouldn't go here. Like it just doesn't seem like it should go here, but it does. And it's not worth it. Uh, overall, though, I do like the actual underlining story of, uh, you know, holding on to friendship and, like, keeping certain traditions alive. And uh, I like the cast overall. I think everyone had a seemed like they were having a good time with it. Jeremy Renner, is, I feel like he was definitely doing something way different. Like, last movie I saw him in was, like, Wind River. And that was pretty fucking dark. So it was nice to see him in this. And uh, Hannibal Burris is easily you throw him in any cast and he's the fucking funniest person on screen like he just just the way he delivers shit is just so perfect uh and then uh jake johnson he's just playing himself i feel at this point but it's still enjoyable to watch uh john ham let's talk about him for like one second is he like a comedian because i feel like he's really trying to like break into that like he did uh uh that netflix series uh wet hot summer nights or whatever right he was yeah. in that, and know. then I feel like he's been trying to slowly break into like the comedy game, but just for me, he's not really that funny. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. I don't, I don't really know what he's trying to do, but um, I've enjoyed him in some uh, like comedic stuff before. I don't know. I think, uh, I think he's that, not. No, he's not like terrible. It's yeah, just I like I don't like know. Him. I feel like I don't know. He's like the least funniest person there. But then again, you're really dealing with like people who've been doing this for a while. Yeah, that's true. Um. Uh, yeah, overall, I think it was a cute story. It was fun. Uh, two and a half out of five. It was, it, I probably won't watch this again, but I would recommend it to someone who's looking for a comedy, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, just the story just goes in a weird fucking direction. 
and I don't know why. That that really fucked me up. I'm curious now. Um, it's just like it's yeah. Watch it, and then you understand what we're saying. Like you're just and I was like, why did it go here? At this point, I've probably heard so much about it from the three of you that I probably won't even watch it. You said the same thing about Game Night. Look what happened to you. Yeah, that's true. Believer. I mean, yeah, but y'all are also saying good things about Game Night. None that's of you true. have really said great things about Tag. That's true. Yeah. It's 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 a good enough comedy. It's what we've been getting for a very long time from Hollywood now. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sean, did you uh, think of any movies you watched? No, I watched, um, I finished the um, Ten Bundy documentary. Oh, yeah. And I've been watching a lot of uh, Dexter. I'm on season four. So you're really on a serial killer kick? Yeah, I, I like serial killer culture. Like, culture? Um, culture. <laughs> but uh, the Ted Bundy documentary is incredible. Everybody should watch it. The last one, um, we find out some crazy shit that I've never known of. Crazier than he killed people? Crazy, I feel dude. like you can't shock me. Yeah, you at that, that point, like, is, you <laughs> think he did the limits the, the of last, crazy the shit. Last episode, they're like about an hour long each, and there's like four of them, I think. The last one deals with him like representing himself in court. And this guy <laughs> That's not gonna end well. He was outlandish. Like he like asked uh one of the witnesses on um in the bench to marry her and she said yes. It's brutal. And he's like right, and he, he watch protects his, his innocence till the very last day of his of his uh, execution. It's did great. you find the knife in my room? Yes you did. Are my fingerprints on it? Yes. I didn't do Dude, it. This, doc- this, <laughs> like, is, this is one of the best me? documentaries. It wasn't me. <laughs> like, the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's better than making a murder, in my opinion. Uh, I'm a real big fan of uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah, Would like I be this. a fan of this? Yeah, they, they chronicle his uh, his life really good in this documentary. Better about- than any, like, serial killer have you watched Have you watched uh, Criminal Minds in all 18 seasons? No, I, I've seen up to like season five. I think you should up finish. To whichever season, what's his name, starts doing heroin after he gets kidnapped. Yeah, I think you should continue watching it. I think it gets really good. Yeah, okay. you guys can talk about it on the uh, Do the Right TV. This is a docuseries. It's essentially a documentary. Like oh. a long documentary. Long documentary. Lies. But, um... TV show. It's Yeah, it's a documentary that he had to chop up because it was just so long. There's a lot of information there about killers. Yeah, it's good though. It's really, really good. Does it inspire? It's probably one of the best thing Netflix has released in a while since Roma. Okay. I feel like I feel like there's a weird glorification of, with serial killers now. Like everyone's just like really obsessed with like that lifestyle. Posers. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I watched one movie. I guess I'll go ahead and review it. Um, I thought I thought one of you might have checked it out too, but I guess nobody else did. Um, Is it new? Yeah, I watched Miss Bala. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, you were serious about that? <laughs> yeah, I was serious. <laughs> I'm always serious about Gina Rodriguez. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't even find the time to watch a movie at all, nonetheless. Go to the theater and see that. Question, how was she? Uh, I'll answer that in a second. Miss Bala was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Um, this is a nice tagline. Who would you become <laughs> to save your family? Question mark. Oh, I thought I was gonna. Be, I thought you were gonna give me options like it was multiple choice. Right. A, <laughs> a scary clown. <laughs> uh, Gloria finds a power she never knew she had when she is drawn into a dangerous world of cross-border crime. Surviving will require all of her cunning, inventiveness, and strength. Uh, Gina Rodriguez stars Gloria. We also have uh, Anthony Mackie. Uh, this guy Ismail Cordova. Christina Rodlow. Um 
So we're introduced to, to Gloria. She lives in Los Angeles. She's a makeup artist, um, not necessarily struggling, but she is obviously trying to move up and and uh, I bless become like like a head of makeup for like a, a studio or something like that. Um, is this quick question? I have two questions actually, but I'll wait. But for one of them, just is the makeup artist like a part of the plot? Like we see this later on in the film. Yeah, um, her makeup skills do come into play. I had a feeling for some reason. (laughs) Did you have another question? Uh, I'll wait till later. Okay. Um, Yeah. So Gloria has a friend in the in the trailer. I thought that she was a cousin, but I guess it turns out that she's actually just a really good friend uh, named Suzu, who lives in uh, in Mexico. Uh, Gloria goes to visit Suzu, and um, Suzu is trying to win the Miss uh, Baja California pageant. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting thing and it comes in as like a plot point. It's a weird, Where's it's a weird the drug thing. cartels come into this. But yeah. So <laughs> Suzu figures the best way to become a uh, Miss Baja California is to rub elbows with the people that sort of run the pageant. And there's this, like this especially creepy dude who also happens to be the chief of police there. Somehow he's involved with the pageant and he's like one of the, I don't know, I guess one of the, uh, I don't know, chairman or something of the pageant. So she figures if she, like, kisses up to this dude, like, literally, I guess, too, then, uh, yeah, she'll she'll win the thing. It turns out, while they're at the club and she's trying to uh, smooth her way into the, winning this pageant, some people have come there to kill that guy because he is the chief of police, after all. Um, <laughs> Gloria and... Uh, Suzu get caught up in a crossfire, obviously, and uh, Gloria eventually loses Suzu. And uh, the rest of the film is Gloria basically being manipulated by the cartel that she has become involved with and also the uh, DEA. So she's sort of caught between these two struggling, uh, struggling forces, and they're both affecting her life. And the only thing she really wants is to get Suzu back, but she needs to co- cooperate with both of these people in order to do that. It's a, uh, it's really interesting. And it's, um, that that's about as far as the, the, the interest for me goes with this movie because they treat her character really fucking weird. We get like no backstory really other than that. She comes from a broken home and, um, yeah, that's about it actually. And that she's a makeup artist. Um, we get no information about this character and then, we're kind of asked a lot to feel sorry for her character, which we can do by the simple nature of she's caught up in the shitty situation. But um, a lot of it sort of relies on her life and her relationship with her cousin and her family and us for under- to understand that dynamic and just sort of feel sorry for them not being able to. It sounds like I'm heartless right now, but it's if you if you watch it, it's sort of weird. It also does a. <laughs> It also, it also does. God a, damn! It, it does some weird stuff with, um, in terms of uh, describing like these cartels and stuff, and uh, describing like the relationship they have with each other and with um, people that they sort of influence and uh, rope into into their worlds, as uh, as they did with Gloria. It uh, it creates this weird dynamic between the characters, and it just makes them all appear like. Like, just shitty people. I know it probably sounds crazy to say that, like, like, cartels 
aren't bad people, but I mean, they just sort of demonize them in a way in this movie that just seems just super artificial. And like this movie has an agenda to a degree. Um, What's the agenda? I don't know. To make us probably more scared of Mexican people. I mean, I don't know. That's a weird thing to say because I feel like this movie is Spanish to a degree. I think that there's definitely some um, some Latin roots. Or, 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 yeah, the production companies involved are probably, uh, I don't know, partially Mexican-owned at least because it seems that way. There's that artistic authenticity there, but I don't know. The way that it just paints those characters are, are super stereotypical and and just weird. They're super one-dimensional. That's what I mean. Um trying to find interesting things about this movie. I think the action that happens is uh, super fucking confusing and disorienting. Um, the way it handles action shots, it completely just wastes all of that. It does a decent job at building tension because you do feel for this girl. She's uh, caught in this bad situation with this cartel, and there's moments where you think that she's going to get hurt. So it does a good job at building tension, but when it comes to... Uh, time to reward that tension it there's some shitty action sequences um that just look super unrealistic and confusing um there's not much more i can say about this movie i suppose um i do like what it does attempt to do in the sense of explaining stories that a story that we may have never seen before um in terms of a person getting wrapped wrapped up into that into that world and um, it also deals with sex trafficking to a degree, but it's also super fucking one dimensional, and there's not really a whole lot of depth there. Um, well, I'm so sorry. I have a quick question regarding Gina. You Rodriguez. got a lot of questions. This review. What's uh, up? Was she great? Yeah, Gina Rodriguez is always great. Okay, um, great. that's the only thing I want. Wait, to know. wait, her performance or her appearance? Just no, it's not her appearance. I just mean, her. Like the thing is, like her just gen, just her her, her, her essence. Her essence. There we go. Perfect yeah. word. She's great. Oh, great. Um, yeah, she. Um, I think she gives a solid performance too. I, don't, I can't really fault anything uh, against her. I think uh, just the, the writing itself was just very shallow for the most part. Um, I think I give it a two out of five. Um, you loved it. Yeah, basically. Well, now I don't want to go see it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm just one person. What do you want from me? I think you can. Uh, <laughs> I think you can watch it and make up your own opinion. No, yeah, I'm, go watch I mean, it. I'm not going out to the theater. Wow. So I mean, with uh, you clearly don't love uh, Gina. Though. Yeah, if you loved her, you would go. Yeah. She don't. She don't love me. So that's that's right. You're right about that. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys want to move on to the main review? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, wait. We have a main review. Yeah. Yes, we do. We do, we have had a main review for. Play the clip so you can remind yeah, me. It's uh. Velvet Buzzsaw, directed by Dan Gilroy, and here's a clip. I'm hoping you find something to explain what's happening. Which one's better, one or two? Better or worse, no different. No different. I'm quite curious to know what you think. I think sober hasn't been good for him. Pierce was in the full bloom of alcoholism here. Exactly. Never should have quit drinking. No originality. No courage. My opinion. I can't save you. I found something. Who did these? They're mesmeric. A uh, guy upstairs, he died. And you just took them? He had my family or friends. 
I can make you rich. How'd you like that clip? Solid clip. Man, such a fucking good clip. <laughs> uh, Velvet Buzzsaw was directed by Dan Gilroy. Uh, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, Tony Collette. Uh, a couple of people. Star studded. Uh, David Diggs, who's uh, he was in Blind Spotting. I didn't know he was in this. He looked like he stepped out of Blind Spotting. It looked like he literally <laughs> he stepped like out. He like he was just like set. like the same character. Like, you guys need me over here? All right. <laughs> it's like he literally was filming at the same time. It's just like, yeah, I'll stop by for a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the synopsis for this? I don't even. Yeah, we've know. also got some uh, appearances by John Malkovich. I should probably say that. Uh, Billy Magnuson. I've been seeing him in a lot lately, actually. Netflix got. John Malkovich is a Netflix guy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's Netflix weird that they four. fucking pull, they're pulling him. Money How gets everybody him? in the end. Uh, all art is dangerous. Big money artists and mega collectors pay a high price when art collides with commerce. After a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, uh, I would. Can I just say this to start us off? And someone else first. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. If if they just did a better job cutting the fucking trailer for this, I think it, the impact of the overall story would have done such a like better job. I was uh, watching this with someone who hadn't seen the trailer at all, and I'm like, I'm like, have you, do you know anything about this movie? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, amazing, because I think how the story just kind of like pans out and how the way it just kind of evolves into this completely different film. Like, it, I think it works if you don't know anything. Uh, Overall, though, I still enjoyed my time with this movie. I think, uh, personally speaking, and maybe Tom too, like we work in an industry that, though it is hand in hand with art, it is as well with commerce and like, you know, you're, you're selling shit to people and I can relate to a lot of the shit that's happening here and I can kind of find it very grotesque at times and uh, I don't know, I, I, I think, who? sorry, who's directed this film again? Dan and Gilroy. Dan He's Gilroy. Did Night Night, Nightcrawler, Tony right? Tony Gilroy's brother. Uh, I think he understands LA. I think he understands the culture around art and, you know, the industry, like just what what it brings and how it brings out maybe a darker side of people. And I think he really touches that, uh, touches on that with Nightcrawler. And I think he touches on that with this film as well. And I like how batshit fucking crazy this film kind of gets out of nowhere. Uh, I, I think this probably won't resonate with a lot of people. I think it's just one of those kind of like polarizing films sometimes. Wait, you know? you, wait, you thought this movie went batshit crazy? I thought it went like out of like out of all the Netflix releases, if you think about it, I think this film does get crazy. Like if you don't if you haven't seen a trailer, if you don't know what this movie is and you kind of just jump into it, you're like it, it starts off as just like uh it's just just like a, you know, just a just a regular film about like our industry in LA, and then it kind of jumps the ship when it has that supernatural twist. All right, but I and mean, that's when that's what I'm saying. It really just kind of. But just, if you saw the trailer, well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it really does make that 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 left turn. Like you weren't expecting it. If you if you don't know nothing about this, if you're just a regular viewer, like someone who doesn't look or like constantly looking for like the latest film that's coming out, and you just go on Netflix and see this, and you're just like you put it on. It is. It's kind of like a. It, it jerks you around. You're like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, coming from someone who asked the other person who was who I was watching this with, I'm like, have you seen this? And they're like, no. The trailer for it. No one about did it. They enjoy the movie. Yeah, they really. I think they enjoyed it more than I did. Interesting. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, and that's but that's what I think it is. Though. Talk it's, about it. Yeah. Do you want to go? I, I as you know, I'm I'm more on the I'm I like this film more than probably you do. It seems like it seems like you you this is not your up your alley. Yeah, this ain't it for me. Uh, coming out of the gates hot. Um, is it yeah. coming out the gates hot? <laughs> well, yeah. I normally don't reveal my thoughts. No, uh, no. Uh, more coming out the gates hot is kicking the door. I'm like, fuck this movie. Yeah. Uh, so my thing with this movie is it did not world build to the point where I even gave a fuck about anyone. It was juggling all these, this ensemble cast where, uh, it just kept jumping from character to character to interaction to interaction to the point where I was just, I felt lost. I was just like not interested in the story. And I'll, I'll come back to probably, that. I'll come back to that in a bit once you talk, about, you, but talk yeah. about what it's about. Yeah. yeah Cause I don't think we've established that. Well, so essentially I mean, it's pretty simple. It's, the, the synopsis covers it, but essentially, you're, you know, you're thrown in this uh, this L.A. art scene. It starts in Art Basel, Miami, where you kind of get the introduction to all these characters and, and how greedy and, and fucking pretentious they are. And you're, you're obviously in a world that's you know not your own, unless you're part of that that uh, environment. But none of us are. Um, I was there. Art Basel. Uh, is that and, um, pretentious? Essentially, <laughs> it really is that pretentious. Yeah, it sounds gross. It's pretty bad. Uh, essentially, there's one character um, played by Zal. I don't remember her name. Um, but essentially, she discovers some paintings via circumstance. Josephina. Josephina is her character name. Yeah, she uh, discovers some some paintings, some art uh, that looks like it. I don't know. It's it's high quality shit. Like it's a talent, and um, <laughs> the 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 weird predicament is is that it's not any famous artist or anything. So um, there is this this jumble of um, where did it come from? Uh, they're they're kind of solving this mystery. Who can get their hands on it? Um, there's all these other characters that that think that um, you know they they would know what to do with it. What's they know what's best for it, you know. One person's trying to get into this museum, this other person's trying to figure out uh the history of it. Uh she gets conned into like uh getting like a deal with uh somebody else who knows what they're doing because she's in over her head. She has all this fucking art and has no idea what to do with it. Uh and then the the film spirals from there and the mysteries behind the art, I guess. Uh not really get revealed but i mean does that cover it i mean is there anything else that really happens no, that's 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 the broad strokes of it because i i personally don't think much happened and i just found this movie hard to watch like i just couldn't and I, going from nightcrawler to this like nightcrawler was like one of the most you're with one character you're you're fucking on the edge of your seat the entire time Nightcrawler's are complete yeah i call it completely i'm just amazed this. that he would make something so vastly different it's just so I, I I don't yeah I mean if it's for you it's for you but I just don't see what there is to like about this like we just saw Hereditary I mean nothing in here is creepy at all it's alright this is this is alright this is where I think the ensemble cast and like all these different elements kind of fall in is that it is commentating on the world of art and how I think it is just like overall the film is just commenting on that it is like literally making but they could have done it like I feel like the square is that, right? I'm not, I'm not saying it's does it amazingly. I'm not saying it's yeah. a brilliant film. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think I like that 
he was able to do like Nightcrawler, which is very much a character study, and then jump from this, from that to this, where it was just like a bigger cast, and it's dealing with like very like weird. It, it's dealing with it's dealing something especially within his industry. Like if you think about it, like film in its own way. I, mean, I think it's different. Well, eh, I think it's, it's totally a, different. And I'll mean, tell you why I think it's different. Uh, film, film, film compared like so. The movie industry is diff completely different from the art industry. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So greed has nothing to do, has no oh, association. I'm saying that's every fucking industry. So art, at the end of the day, like the, the art pharmaceutical like, industry like, is greed. Everything's greed. But uh, but I'm saying though, like, but specifically with art and film, I feel like they have I'm saying the they greed. Go, comes but I feel from like I've, I'm I'm saying though, you're pointing something completely fucking different. You're literally like. You're like I'm. T- we're talking about apples to oranges, but yeah, it's just fucking pulling out a fucking like cucumber out of nowhere. It's like no one's fucking talking about that. No, I'm well, talking not. about two things the gr- that the greed is the only thing they have in common. No, but like and, I, th- and I and feel like art, out- like the art of selling out, the art of like I think it's making commentary on all that that's, uh, of that's art in every, general. That's everything and though. film at the end of the day is there's, art. There's greed and selling but out, but film everything. at the end of the day is art, right? Like you would say that. Mm, uh, what it, it is art, but it's not. But well, but I'm that's saying, what I'm it's a different industries. Music is art too. I mean, but but it still deals with the same struggles. So what you guys are talking about is what's what's covered in this movie. So the movie is dealing with the artists and the people who just want to push it out for money, and that's what film is. That's, film that's, exactly. So, but you were saying it doesn't have nothing to do with that. But no, that's, but I'm so Dan, Dan the, the industry doesn't. And it takes place in L.A., which is like the fucking home of that. Like it's. I know. But so then, what he's trying to get at personally from doing a lot of research and. He's comparing the two industries as if it's one. So uh, this this movie is basically an exploration of his experience trying to reboot Superman, for, uh, for uh, and having um, Tim Burton direct it. The yeah. the one that was supposed to be for fucking um, what's his name? Fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Nicolas Cage Superman. So and it's 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 basically about his experience of like being the artist and having to deal with the producers and the big money. And being caught up in this world and how everybody becomes a character at the end of the day, which is what he presents. We have like five different people and essentially everyone's a character. You have the person who's essentially a critic. That's all they really care about is some sort of praise and making cer- certain things um, uh, at, a, at a certain stature. And then we have the people who just really want to grasp onto certain things like that. And then we have the people who want it for money. And a lot of um, and all these characters come together, and they ultimately find, or I won't say what happens, but it will ruin it. But they something happens. There's consequences because of their greed and and their fight for power. And there's a line in the movie that I think either Tony Collette says or the other person. And they talk about like they compare it to the art world being in the safari. That everybody's le- searching for their next meal to find to hunt. Yeah, and that's what that's what it is, and that's what, in essentially in film, the realm of like trying to find a project to produce, to gain for it's usually always about monetary. It's, it's oh, I about get that, but like what I, what I was saying is like I think the industries are different because the. The consumer base is not. The but that's same. different. What he, what the thing is, what's addressed well, in this movie is the, the same thing. The it's not about consumer. It's about it's about the people who drive the in, like people who literally think, are the cogs or yeah. like more or less the gears in the machine. Like, is if you think about it, you know, there's a person who puts their money in, but there's also the people who accept the money and then start making these wheels turn. Like, there's he's talking about the actual machine, 
more or less the consumer. If it was a commentary on the consumer, yeah, it would have been I, a completely I think, different I think film. The, I think yeah. the form of art is. Uh, but is I, to me, it's just it just seems like a, a unnecessary comparison. I don't it's feel. Just, I feel like I it's just, definitely hand in hand. Uh, it's just I think, like, well, but I you could link the, this I metaphor anywhere. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But the problem is, it's not effective because it's not creepy. It doesn't. It's hard to like. This movie is just hard to follow for me. It's just all these characters and and their role in this. It just it feels like just meander thing. Me, meandering. Sorry, I almost said Neanderthal. It's like meandering around like these these concepts w- with no real focus. I mean, it's just. It, it if it wanted to do something like that, it didn't need to be a creepy horror movie. He just was trying to make it that way for like style, I guess. But it it just doesn't work for me. It it doesn't work. It well, it the turns... the idea of making it into a horror movie is a metaphor. That's essentially what it's used for. But I'll, I guess I'll talk about it. But this movie it brings two movies to mind when I was watching it. It reminds me of Cronenberg's um, Maps of the Stars. Mm-hmm. It's about these collective characters within this right. world. And the way they interact with each other, it's really only pertains to them. But, it, but as an audience member, you dive into it, even though you have no stake in this environment. Um, Dan Gilroy is really good at doing that. He did that with Nightcrawler, at a profession that none of us have probably never seen in film or even experienced. And he does a good job at thrusting the audience in there and really buy into the character. Um, and also reminds me, you mentioned the square a lot about the a lot of the square. I think he was directly influenced by the square. Um, there's a there's things like uh, the monkeys in this movie, the monkeys in the square that connects each other, uh, and it's a satire and it, they're both surrealistic films. Uh, I think he is using the square as an influence, and I think obviously he's using his experience in the film industry um, to bring a story, a very cartoonish story, and these characters are very much cartoon characters, and I think that. That's pretty known. I think that's what he's trying to get at. And the idea of selling as a horror movie is just a play on itself. It's a, it's an ironic story. I think the whole movie is supposed to be ironic. Like selling the movie as a horror movie, ultimately being about people selling out and just really just trying to gain that's something just, in different aspects. That's just way too meta to be an enjoyable movie for me, though. I don't like, know. I think it works. I'm not saying for that me. that works for anybody. What well, I'm trying to just explain the. No, idea. I get it, but like it, it's just that's so meta and not a. I just don't think that's a fair way to shine light on the film Can industry. I talk a little bit. Yeah, Harvey, yeah, jump in on it. this. Um, this is a. This is an interesting movie. I feel like I say that fucking all the time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we have this character. A <laughs> hundred episodes. I just want to have that feedback, or just like every single time. Uh, so that was an interesting movie. <laughs> this one is, I think, is very true for this one. Uh, we have this character, Josephina. Um, I believe she's working for an art gallery or an art art dealer. Art dealer. Um, and she's a very vapid and uh, shallow character for the most part. Um, it seems that she only she's only obsessed with status and the status of being associated with the artists and their art and being an important person in this, uh, in this world and in in this culture. Um, I do agree with Sean that, well, I think it's pretty obvious that all the characters kind of represent a type of, uh, a type of person or a type of, uh, person that you can sort of relate to, uh, to like an artist or, 
to a filmmaker. Um, we have critics and the dealers that sell the art and the people that are sort of leeching off the artists and people that even want to become art and be as beautiful as they are, kind of like Josephine. And um, I think her fucking... Never mind, that's a spoiler. Poetic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that this movie does an interesting job uh, telling the lives of these sto- these characters and uh, sort of how they fit in e- into each other's lives. I think the conversations between them is really smart. Um, I think that the relationships that they have with each other and, like, the interactions are, like, really interesting. I think those are my favorite parts of the movie. I think where the movie does fail is actually being uh, thrilling and uh, and scary. I think that it's shot, like Sean said, it it is supposed to be satirical. It's like a satirical th- thriller. And it sort of plays off of itself a lot, and it's not meant to be taken seriously. But at the same time, it does has have this underlying serious message about art and 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 the greed of people and and all the ugliness associated with something that's supposed to be beautiful and uh, pure. Um, but I think that it does fail as being a horror movie, and I think that without that piece to it, it's regardless of the intention and. Um, how smart I think the the writing is and all that. It's just, it's it's only an okay movie to me. It's not very entertaining for the most part, aside from uh, like the the interaction between the characters. Um, it's very difficult to get. It's very difficult to like care about their world too. Um, that's one of the things that I think a lot a large audience would have issues with. I I will say I I mean yeah, that's exactly what I agree with you um, with. That's what I meant to say. This movie doesn't work. It's a it's a comparison. It's a incorrect comparison because not incorrect, but a, a like ineffective com- comparison. Yeah, I would say. It, it doesn't, I would say if it's any because like I was genuinely interested in finding out. Okay, all right. I'm like I'm trying to pay attention to the dialogue. I'm like, what's going on in this movie? And where it where it's supposed to be, you know this surreal horror film i'm just like i'm checked out dude i totally checked out like i had a hard time paying attention because nothing was thrilling there were no stakes involved like none of these characters had like driven any stakes up for me it just doesn't work as a movie I, I, i would say this okay i'm noticing something that everyone's saying everyone's comparing this or everyone's looking at this as a horror film this wasn't a horror film for no, me No, I understand at all. that. But no, no, not- no, no. That's the thing. It's never been a horror film for me. I like the horror. Like I, I like what he was doing. He's bringing that in. That's a whole half more. But 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 I think I feel like I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like it was just well, like win- I feel like either. it was. But the thing That's is, it's I mean. window dressing. I think I think, I think it was supposed to be window dressing, like Sean said. He's trying to sell you something, but the thing is, what no, he's but selling. Scary movie does that. But, I mean, like, but, but I don't and know. it works. But this, if you're gonna make a satire think, using horror, I think it works. I think it works. I think the a, the thing is, like, I'm it not wasn't s- funny. It wasn't throwing. What was it? I mean, <laughs> I also don't agree that about what you're talking about stakes and the characters. I don't think he's really trying to build any of these characters. They're I all vapid. I, I think he's trying all to, shallow. I like, think he's trying to bring in bring their personalities to the forefront. Right off the bat, I don't think he's trying to establish anything. These characters, who they are, and they represent certain people that he's most likely work with. Yeah, they all represent something. But I'm saying, as a whole, the movie like it, it doesn't add up. Like it would jump from one scene with one character to a, a scene with a new character with something. You ever try to keep up happening. with the industry? Like no, within that. All right, I think that's maybe the perspective I'm coming from. 
and the reason I relate to it or have a like, I, I, mean, I feel like I, mean, I feel the, like there's at some, the level of, we're ad agencies. This has nothing to do with their industry. Oh, you're selling shit. They're know, selling I, shit. I understand that, but, but everyone's but there's selling like a, shit. But, but there's, but like there's a level Hollywood is different than creative ad agencies. No, dude. I, mean, I feel the, like I feel the, like the you're base, trying to distance yourself from it, the, but it's like, but they're all doing the same thing. You're selling a product to someone, yeah, I, and I, I feel like those that. people it's exist. Just not like entertaining. It's just it's, for you, it's not entertaining. But I found it entertaining. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm I saying. Mean, I feel like most most people I've like read about like don't like it, but I and I think that's why though it doesn't work as a movie t- for the common person and that's okay it's not like not every like you said before not everything's for, you, you you've mentioned this previously like not everything's for everyone right i just think it's a selfish movie and i think he i don't know I do agree. but, I, but I do art agree. is selfish I do though i agree with that it is i don't see how being a selfish movie pertains yeah to, i don't like, th- criticism yeah. though because that's not a criticism most most great movies are selfish movies no, i understand that but they they keep the audience in mind a little bit more not always not it's, always some of your, some of the greatest films probably were it probably literally was, self-centered, came from the own ego. Perhaps, yeah, but, yeah, but they. I would they, say, I would say. I um, think it's very hard. But they to, made uh, it beautifully stylistic, and, and I think it's very hard it to call that. And I think, um, regardless of the intention or not, I think that this movie does miss more often than it than it hits with me. And I think it's because of the amount of shit that he's trying to cover and it's sort of getting bogged down by this elaborate fucking uh metaphor allegorical tale of whatever it's supposed to be it sort of gets bogged down by that idea and it focuses a lot less on on these uh on making these characters uh interesting to the audience and and allowing them to carry a story that is also interesting to the audience i think it fails a lot with that but the i think the grand ideas there the Whatever his plan was, but um, I think it fails a lot in terms of being an entertaining. Yeah, movie. I mean, I I agree that the idea yeah. is there, um, but man, I think it's more interesting than entertaining. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I agree with that. But I think it's more interesting in the first half, and then like once once the uh, the allegorical elements start fucking coming, it becomes less interesting. Which I figure that would be the more interesting part. I think finding out about that industry and everything was interesting I think and that, enjoyable in the beginning. I, I think that by the nature of trying to cover so many different like characters and types of people that he sort of probably spread himself thin because it does jump back and forth and it it doesn't allow you enough time to like sort of build with one character and build with like their world and like their place in this world. It sort of just skims on the top of like each character and doesn't really dive deep. Um so I think probably if it had focused on less characters, it, it could have been more interesting. Yeah, like Mother's or, an allegory, you know? Yeah. Should have kept it simple. Nah, fuck that, man. Go for the fucking gold, man. Go for the gold. Anything else you want to say about this? Very forgettable for me. It's very um, hard to watch. Some, critis- some other criticism that I have, personally. Oh, yeah. Could I... Never mind. <laughs> oh, we said it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just remember, I remember something that I wanted to say really quick. Go for it. Um... The cinematography, we hadn't talked about that, but I think the cinematography is also very interesting in this movie, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I've been sort of torn on it. Um, I think a lot of it, some of it looks really good, and some of it looks really cheap to me, and some of it looks like a I, like a burn notice. You ever watch that? Like the yeah. show shot in Miami? My, my girlfriend actually leaned over to me and said, this feels like a TV movie. Yeah, and I think it... <laughs> 
I think it was probably done that way to a degree on purpose, but at the same time, we're sort of crossing that line between um, the, like the art of it and like the entertainment value yeah. in it for me. And I don't know. I think again, I feel like that's though. I feel like that's a part of the master plan. But I, I think, that's one, but if your master yeah. plan doesn't fall on the audience, then I mean, I don't see yeah. the point. I think for me that some of it just fuck did, it. It's did a not, selfish did movie. Not look like good. You said. I think uh, some of it did look like. A TV movie or like Burn Notice or one of those shows shot in Miami, um, but yeah, I think uh, they were very interesting choices. Well, what I'm saying is this movie was sold in the trailer to be kind of a wild, fun ride of events unfolding, and I don't think any of that really happens. When has it ever mattered, though? What do you mean? Like when, like a, a lot of great films were sold incorrectly, on purpose. Yeah, well, this one was definitely. Uh, well, some of them are. Well, I'm saying like that. Yeah, that's it's, it's nice to be a pleasant surprise, but this wasn't a pleasant surprise right. for me. This was. I will say a couple of criticism on my end here. Um, his his metaphors of characters and the way he used them could be a little too on the nose. There's a scene where uh, one of the um, cur- one of the curators walks into his new. Um, his new client's uh, studio and he sees a pile of trash bags and he said, Oh, this is a new piece. And he goes, no, that's just trash. And there's a lot, there's little things like that, little pieces of dialogue like that and scenes in the, the movie. That's a little too on the nose for me, but essentially that's what the movie is. And I mean, you could fault it for it and some people will enjoy it. I, and I feel like it's a very niche subject that, and those, the people who are within that realm will enjoy this movie. And I feel the same for the square. Uh, I would say the square is a little bit more enjoyable. It looks m- better, and the story is a little bit more straightforward. Um, the square was in English, right? Um, I no. think it's both, right? It's, it, yeah, it jumps both. between English. And, yeah, because uh, there's an English character, but it's Swedish. Um, yeah, so this definitely isn't for any for not anyone, but for everyone. <laughs> it really isn't for everyone. This is definitely like for specific people. I will say also it's a very forgettable movie. Like uh, I'm with Steve that I didn't enjoy my time watching it. Um, I didn't hate it, didn't really love it, and I most likely won't remember it. But I'll, I'll remember the idea of it, um, which is fine. And I, if I would say it's one of those movies, a director, he takes pride in people not liking it and knowing that he made it for a purpose. It's a meta movie. Yeah, and that's a. It reminds me of like Orson Welles' career. A mother, just like somewhat a mother. Actually. Would you say? Would you say it's art? The movie, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the old the saying that you know it's selfish. That's the essence of art. All that's, art yeah, is selfish. All, all, all art's yeah. selfish. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of like uh, Orson Welles movies, like where he gets too meta and he prides himself on being meta. Um, but yeah, and that's that's it. That's all hey, I have to uh, say. go back to making Nightcrawler movies. No, I think it was it was interesting. I, I think it was an interesting I uh, turn. A, I think he's whining about the industry and it's onto. Deaf ears. I'm pretty sure. As, as I'm concerned, I'm pretty sure you do that on the group chat on a daily basis. No, no I never <laughs> want about the industry. But uh, let's see. I don't know. I feel like overall, I think it, I I enjoyed it. I think more than all you guys. I guess I'm thinking uh, of like other movies that handle this same like idea so much better. Like Neon I'm, Demon, I didn't love it, but it, just better. I'm not. I, that's the thing. Right now, I'm not thinking about other movies. I'm just looking at this film in particular and what it did in that moment. And I feel like. I enjoyed it and I had a good time and I I thought he did a good job with the characters no, we won't and allow the story that here. 
And uh, <laughs> it's not perfect. It is not fucking... It's not a perfect movie. And I think, obviously, it has its faults. Uh, I think Mother whole, is a pretty good comparison. Steve, you should watch yeah. that. No, that's I, don't, I don't think Mother is a good comparison. It's the same you ideas. Should, uh, watch it covers Maps the same the exact ideas. I'll check out. I feel like is, I feel well, like Mother, Maps of Stars and also uh, Night of Cups. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely like that. Night of I Cups is good. That. What? It's a you little think, different. You think Mother is more about the film industry than humanity and society? I think it could be about, about the film industry, yes. But but yeah. the thing is, I can see the comparison you're saying with art. Like, it is letting your art going into the world. that, though. What I'm saying is like this. Uh, I heard Maps of the Stars is pretty good. I'd like to check that out. I mean, it's it's um, si- it's similar in in the idea of using a genre film to tell a very self story, right? Uh, but like, I don't know. Th- this movie just uh, seemed like it was literally falling apart as I watched it. Ratings? Um, I'm gonna give it a heavy two and a half. Oh, although you'd be higher than that. I like I said I really like the idea of this movie and I like the idea of the out, out the box the surrealistic idea and the influences draws, but I don't think I'm gonna remember it. Yeah, the actual um, movie itself rather. Than I like the idea. the idea of it too. Uh, however, I put one thing first and foremost with movies, and that's entertainment. Uh, in the sense Man, that go back and watch your Marvel movies. No, no, it's not about. <laughs> what I'm saying is like you don't have to entertain me with like like. A s- I know. stupid suit. I mean, I know. I'm fucking with you. Cinematography can entertain me. Colors can, like, style can entertain me. Like, music. Like, it doesn't have to be a. Incest. Yeah, incest, incest is number one. What I'm saying is, like, this had nothing. Uh, it just didn't feel put together correctly and uh, just seemed unnecessary. I think he should just. Uh, should have wrote it off. Hey, he man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Don't put him in a corner. Don't put him in a box. I'm not putting him in a box, but this is one of those scripts that he hey, man, no, this is, the, this, is the, this is comment. This is the commentary he's trying to say in the industry, man. Just putting him in a little, this little box, man. Let him be. Let him create. Uh, let him. Hey, let him fail. I think he's. I think he's reaching. Damn, I think he's reaching, man. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard for him. All right, maybe he, maybe someone else wrote Nightcrawler, and he's like, shit. Nobody knows. Man, stop hating my boy. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving it a two, I guess. This gets a one one star for Jake Gyllenhaal. It gets uh, it gets uh, another. Jake Gyllenhaal is not necessarily that great in this. It doesn't matter. It's Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's underappreciated. So I have to give him respect every time I see him. Uh, and then it gets another. Uh, I would say like two point two five. You've already added way too many stars. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's up there. It's it's a it's a heavy three for me. I really enjoy this one. I, I would say it's like heavy a, three. I would say close to a three and a half. Oh, what I meant to say about Mother earlier is I think Mother will go down as polarizing. Like people are gonna like five star. People are gonna one star. I think this movie is gonna be middle of the road for most. No, people. this is. I would say I would always say this that this movie is definitely not for everyone. And when people say they didn't like it or it sucks, I'm like, all right. Well, but it's, even it's the not people it's for, I think it's still a three star movie. Well, like I you. mean, like, yeah, like. I'm not That's saying not good. it's well. That, the thing is, regardless, you know what? I give I give love to where where it needs to go. You know, I'd rather give love to this than some other bullshit. Let the white boy make his movie. What do you What do you know? Somebody involved with this? You're trying to get fucking in the industry or something? No, man. I'm just saying. I like <laughs> I like kidding. I like I like uh, the story it was trying to tell. And I think even though it didn't hit every fucking mark for me, uh, I think it still was entertaining in a lot of points. And uh, I think Sean really covered it perfectly, though. It's just one of those films that I, it's hard for me to say, though. Like. I would like to remember at the end of the year, but when it comes to like best of, I don't know if this is going to be anywhere near my fucking top 10. 
But you don't know if it's going to be It's one of those movies that lives in its moment. Yeah, like it's like right now, it's in the moment. I really enjoyed it, and uh, and for that, it, it gets it gets uh, it gets a you know fuck it three and a half just to piss you off. Uh, I, I think I'll that. give it um, give it a light two and a half. Um, I did like some of the performances in this, even though they were um, somewhat Collette limited. Was... Yeah, Tony Collette's always always great. Um, I think she was a bit underused in this. Um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of. Kind of funny to watch. The entire cast is underused. Um, you guys want to pick a movie for next week? Yeah, what, what do if we, we got? get some uh, lights in here? Yeah, I got you right now. Yeah. Chill. I want that nice yellow light. Uh, what, what, what's coming out next week? Fill me in. Do you actually want a light on or something? Well, you guys don't. You don't think it's a little too dark? I mean, we're almost done, right? I kind of like this look that we all have right now. Just put like a nice mood light on. (laughs) A mood light? Yeah. What does that mean? You know what it fucking means. You know what it means. Well, I'll read you guys the movies while he's doing that. Ah! Or we'll come back. That doesn't make sense. Already sitting down. Yeah, you're right. Uh, What is it? Next week we have uh, Lego Movie 2. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, we're watching Dude, I'm that. Excited for that. Yeah, let's watch that. I just rewatched the first one. I uh, guess. Fucking good. I guess that's. Uh, yeah, there's really nothing else coming out. Okay. Next Lego week, movie two. Tune in. Lego movie two. We've never the been second this. Part. Yeah, we've never been this unanimous on a film before, like that quickly. That's well, February. Have you guys seen no the choice. trailers for? Uh, well, I guess one trailer for uh, the Prodigy. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Was that again? It's like a really smart kid, and he turns out to be like a little serial killer. No, he's no, possessed. I oh, I've seen it. He's it possessed terrible. by a demon, I think. I don't think I think you're thinking of something else. Am I thinking of something else? Maybe. Do they all all these movies? There's are like the same? there's like a couple little kid movies coming out. There's one where I forget what the kid does, but um Oh yeah, I am confusing for something else, yeah. I think. I think the prodigy is just a really smart kid and he's like very twisted. But uh yeah, Lego movie two next week. Um There's a movie coming out called Coke Hold. What the fuck is this? What? <laughs> Next week. Cold Cold. What? Oh, no, wait. Cold Pursuit. <laughs> what? How did you even confuse Everybody the two? Know, no, there's a movie called Choke Hold, but then I saw Cold Pursuit uh-huh. across from that. Choke Hold. Okay. Um, you guys want to move on to the topic? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wait. What Men Want comes out. I'm not watching that. That looks stupid. Even when Tracy Morgan in it? Mm. <laughs> I don't I know. For some reason, that line in that movie just makes me laugh every time he says it. What, what is the the line? He's just like he's like he's like man, I smell toast. Am I what? having a stroke? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. That's a very well written, dude. Line. That was a funny uh, ass line, dude. It's just like it's and the way he delivers is so why fucking perfect. Smell toast? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> it's pretty good. That's probably the best joke in the movie. Yeah, I had and so they put it in, in the my pocket. I have toast in my pocket. I was like so fucking good. Uh, okay, uh, so we're doing uh, movie houses. Yeah, we're gonna talk about movie houses and apartments. Um, I guess we, it's a it's a difficult topic to ex- explain. I'm finding out, but I'll go um, first if you guys need me to. Give me some but, so like you could have it, but but the catch is that you have to live in that universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to live that lifestyle. Like you don't just get to have the house. You have to be. No. Yeah. You just don't. You can't bring it here in your reality. You gotta live in that reality. Yeah, but you get the perks of living in the house. <laughs> I have the perfect movie for this. I mean, I'm not a... Is everybody just going to say Batman? Nope. Yeah. No. Damn. Uh, so, if you guys are ready, uh, my my perfect house 
is the lake house. From the lake house? The lake house. Really? And the fact that I want to live in this universe is because I want to have a polyamorous relationship with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock through a time travel portal. I don't know if you guys understand. I I think in this scenario, you would be Keanu Reeves. No, but I owns the house. Right? The thing is, I would love to be in that poly he relationship. Sandra, he could be Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, that's Regardless, it. that would be amazing as well. But in my reality, if you guys don't know what the lake house is, it's basically Keanu Reeves moves into the house and he starts receiving letters from this other person. And what they realize is Sandra. Oh, Sandra Bullock is the other person receiving the letters too. So they're they're both in different points in time living in that same house. So I think he was he in the past or was he in the future? He was in the past. He was in the past. Yeah. And she was in the future. Remember, yeah. And for some reason... He was this building ha- stuff and she was receiving it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they... For some reason, this house was stuck in a weird time loop or time hole or something where they were able to communicate through time and fall in love through time. And I would love to be the person in the far future living in that house and receiving the letters and become a part of this beautiful couple. Right. So yeah. if you wanted like a mango tree. Yeah, I mean like Oh well, yeah, right. I'm like well, I have a letter actually written out real quick. What? Hey Keanu, how's everything going? What it's fun happening? in the future. What is happening? Did you write this while we <laughs> we reviewed our movies? It's fun in the future. We have a lot of flying cars. By the way, mango trees would be cool. And then he'll build me a mango tree or plant a mango tree and I'll have one in my house. Okay. So I, get it. I Definitely would love to live in that house. I like how I like you want that aspect, but you don't want to live on a lake house. <laughs> I just want to be a part of the relationship. So I took I took your idea, but then I took the other half where I was just okay. like I live in that world. The good so. thing about having lake houses, um, <laughs> just like have you have experience living in lake houses? No, I've just read a lot about it. Um, Do you plan on owning one? Who soon? the fuck's writing about lake houses? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm reading about it though. Chow. Um, uh, because uh, I don't know, it's like some scientific reason uh, that has to do with like the water and the way that the the ecosystem is designed. Mm-hmm. Um, ponds or not ponds, but like lakes often don't like uh, flood or anything like that. And so um, instead of having like a beach house where beach houses get destroyed by yeah. uh, hurricanes and shit like that because of the tides, um, oftentimes having a lake house is a pretty safe bet too. Harvey, I feel like I just think g- it looks more quaint and beautiful. It looks definitely looks house. more beautiful, but I feel like Harvey's giving me his blessing that I should definitely do this. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it, yeah. But yeah. something tells me uh, you can't really get a lake house right now. I mean, not right now, but you know, a man could dream. <laughs> yeah. Nothing so uh, that's my that's my dream house, lake house. What about you, Sean? Lake house. You got some um, some obscure pick. No, it's not. Obscure. I know where you're gonna pick. Actually, tell me. You're gonna pick uh, Ex Machina. No, not at all. Really? That's like man gonna, sterile. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. That's pick like super the, sterile. The house from White House Down. I was <laughs> 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 <Just> kidding. <laughs> not, not the White House. <laughs> um, my pick is actually the house from um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It sits right above the mm. Swedish uh, cliffside and uh, above a lake. I have a photo. And it's beautiful. It's like a real place? It's a real place, yeah. It's a real uh, contemporary home. And the thing is, with the genre of the movie, I don't mind living a, a cold procedural world. I like clues and mystery and stuff. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'll show you guys. It's a beautiful home. Yeah. It's beautiful, right? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I like uh, glass little... homes. And I like 
I like being surrounded by nature. Uh, I like, I like it, it too, but my issue with that house is that it's too exposed. I don't care. It looks like you're also in the middle of body. nowhere, though. The thing I is, I, I have a very shitty body. So, but the problem know. is, like, don't you? Like, you should not care. Oh, what's the issue with being it too exposed? You don't want to like the show your skin. Super, I'm just no, no. If I you just remember feel the movie, he was super secluded. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter you though. Squirrel I, I, see your dick. I've, I actually like dark, small places. Oh, okay. So and, a dungeon. Uh, where you're going tomorrow, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I really do like cozy. Um, I like contemporary and glass. I like I like. So wait, is there what 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 the universe you're gonna? <laughs> so it's a thriller. Um, right, it's a, gonna be following clues and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to no find reason. who killed this white girl from 20 years ago <laughs> okay. while living in this home. <laughs> well, Man, that's a great home. Look, there's a. Montage. I feel like you would. <laughs> You'd be the worst fucking detective. Private never detective leave the ever. Home. Yeah, you just. He would never leave up. the house, and then he'd get caught up with Netflix. So he just sits <laughs> with his hands in his pants, and he's just sitting there. The ghost people fucking come over. Like you Dude, fucking find that girl. Has, yeah, uh, he's in there in his pajamas, eating fucking fruit on the couch. <laughs> I'll get onto I'll, it tomorrow. I'm about to do it. Dude. I know what happens in this movie. I ain't trying to go down that hole. <laughs> That's not too exposed. You have no neighbors. Doesn't matter. I don't like this too much light coming in. I think it's perfect, man. That's a great house. It's almost, it almost reminds me of the Lake House in the Lake House movie. <laughs> the Lake House is too wooden. I would get like that glass fogging technology where I can just like shade yeah, it. Or you could just put up some like blinds. Just wait, what the fuck are you talking about glass fogging yeah, technology? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's well, a like, bathroom in Palm Beach. Yeah, button it's a and foggy it like, just thing. fogs the fucking glass. That's not real. There's yeah, a bathroom real. in Palm Beach uh, where you can see the toilet and everything. You can see the person in the bathroom. As soon as they lock the door, it goes fogged. What is this? You guys, this is this a real is, thing. This is science fiction. It's like an infinity science fiction. pool. It's, tw- it's 2019. You don't got no flying cars yet? I mean, that's completely different. <laughs> All right. Is that your, you're done with your pick? Scales of yeah, technology. All right. So my pick is already mentioned by Harvey. And it is the Ex Machina house. Well, I thought you were going to say Batman. No. It's, <laughs> it's the Ex Machina house. You know, I thought about the Ex Machina house, but it's too scary. No, it's not too scary for me. I absolutely, scary? I absolutely love it. I have a question. Um, I know for I have, a, fact, I have a question. Why? Like. Do you want this house including the robots? Yes. Well, I have to. It's well, the, part the, of the, the deal. The one Japanese robot's pretty hot. Yeah, exactly. that's why. I don't mind being around sexy robots. Now, <laughs> I personally don't believe that things are going to transpire the way they do in the film. So in you're my gambling. Life. You're gambling. Well, I'm not gambling. I just think... I mean, uh, kind of a gamble. It's kind of a gamble. Because... Well, I, I, I'm willing to take like that It's like the risk. robots have compassion to where, like, oh, you know what? He's nice. I'm not going to kill him. Oh, he's a nice white guy. That that was the whole point of that movie is that they'll kill no matter what. They, they were killing a lot of nice white guys Well, I understand that, that, but they'll never get out. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I won't make keep them mistakes. in a cage. So I'm not naive. So you basically you, want a house. You want the, a rape the, house the, robot. The programmer. <laughs> rape? What? You said anything about that? <laughs> you want a robot rape house. <laughs> Dude, I want to make that movie, Robot Rape House. <laughs> That's Are that's you going to direct Robot Rape uh, House? Copyright. So, Fucking A. So my thing, it's not just the robots, the sexy robots for me. I actually do love the house. Like the jacuzzi no, overlooks a, a river. I like it. It has glass rooms, but it also has dark, secluded places. To it was literally in a jungle in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. So I don't think you need to worry about the glass. I understand <laughs> that, but I also like the I also like the safety that the the dark, smaller rooms provide. What? <laughs> uh, I just like I like dark, small rooms sometimes, man. You like dungeons? Just I hate. Say you it. know what I hate? Just I hate say very it. overly Robot big dungeon. <laughs> I hate overly large bathrooms. Like I'm not a big fan. What? Of that. Yeah, dude, that's a specific thing to fucking hate. 
All right. So I what we learned like today it. about Tom is that he definitely wants a house with sexy robots in a dungeon. I don't like bathrooms that are too small, but I don't like... You I think want, your bathroom is a good size. Perfect size. I think you want a sex house. No, no, no. I really like the uh, the landscape. There's like sh- little glass cool overlooks. Landscape. He of has a, like a bowler that goes into the home. That's yeah. There's like yeah. They they incorporate the earth into the home, so that makes really me feel cool. comfortable. It just feels like it's tucked away and cozy. But what if you have kids and they trip and fall on the bro- like, that's, dangerous. that's dangerous. That's no. dangerous. You can't have kids with a robot. No, yeah, that's true, bro. I'm a <laughs> fucking scientist. It's a robot rape dungeon. Just wait. No with kids. this, with this logic, I thought that Thomas was the scientist who's making no, these sex robots. No, he's a scientist, robots. but he's no, not, no, use no, that I'm not the scientist. I'm no, he's got he's the same level of intelligence and skills that he has now. Yeah, but he, he just, just has sex robots. No, I want a raffle so that. The uh the robot I can go live with the robot. So you're Donald Gle- you're, you're Donald, Donald Gleason, Gleason except Oscar Isaac's not there. I get to live there alone. Uh, and they, first of all, and they study Willy Wonka well, and the robot rape dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we all haven't covered yet? If any of us have roommates, are we all living alone? Is that what's everybody? My roommates are the robots. Eh. They're not really a roommate. You could turn them off at any time. Yeah, they're not like I can't do that to my roommates. Of, like, bringing an actual Honestly, person. I would probably give it a week before I turn them off. I'd probably turn them off pretty quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not about like I'm not gonna fall in love because like they're robots. You know what? I'm gonna uh, argue. I'm gonna argue against that. I feel like you definitely <laughs> you would fall I mean, in love. In the, draw, right. in the plot and genre of the film, you might actually. I think a hundred percent you will fall in love with these Man robots. Man fell for robot and he got fucked. He got fucked real hard. No, I just, I want my solitude, so I might turn them off. That's you have so much fucking solitude. You live basically in a cave. Like, downstairs is like a cave. I understand that, but they're there. But they're yeah. not saying shit to you. They're just like wandering around. Uh, eh, they I say think, stuff. I Damn, think, remember I think, that Japanese robot? Yeah, we're talking about that. there already. <laughs> She's a very beautiful woman. The one thing, Sony uh, Mizuno, I think. Is the only name. thing I just keep remembering, and I picture, for some reason, I pictured you in this outfit. With the Japanese robot is just like is the dancing scene. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a real this this is a real house, by the way. It's in Norway. Yeah, a lot of these homes are in like Sweden, Norway yeah. area. What's your pick? And there's free healthcare there too. So Wait, Harvey, you know, did you pick it? No. no. So when when they eventually overtake you and start a revolution, you can just go to the hospital and get free healthcare. Yeah, free healthcare. So at least you didn't lose out that much. I'll be okay. What about you, Harvey? Um, Give us a winner. Have you guys seen Thirteen Ghosts? No, you, no. Fuck ago. you, yeah. fuck you. You would not live in that house. Yeah, I would. Why would, would you, you live in that house? It was you a want cool a house. Constant scare of but, like a door. But you have opening. thirteen ghosts living in your house. Well, no, that was only if you triggered the system. You will. I know for a fact you would trigger the system. I wouldn't. All right, first of all, I know for You're a fact get super, super drunk. <laughs> You're gonna pull some weird lever. What's this shit? You can be like, what is no. this shit for again? It was like a really cool house and it had this really strange style to it. Um it was like a it's like an Indiana Jones like uh fucking lived there. He had all Your these cool is artifacts. It's a comfortable looking house. It's not cozy at all. Right, it, I think it was more comfortable than the house you chose. No? Because like it had multiple layers of glass, so you couldn't but be your seen house at is any literally time. All glass and metal. What's wrong with that? That sounds cold and sterile. Harvey, this is what's going to happen. It's either you're going to trip the ghost wire or one of us, when you invite us over for drinks, we're going to trip the ghost I wire. I mean, did you see that one ghost, that, the, the topless one? one? Oh, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> so what? We just stand by the mirror you the whole time. The... My girlfriend and I was watching that scene, and if you freeze it, they're actually prosthetic titties. Yeah, they're yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, fake. <laughs> you paused it? When I was a kid, 
I you know that like, shit was real? These titties are real. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're fake. It's brutal. Like they're apparent that it's fake. Yeah. I can't um, believe you live in that house. I got a backup one if y'all want to hear Yeah, I'll yeah, nice, hear the backup nice, one. Cozy Give house. us a real house. Uh, y'all ever see Smart House? Yeah. yeah. Disney movie? Yeah. The Disney movie, yeah. That's a solid one. I was having you know, a conversation no, about this. It was directed by LeVar Burton. Did you guys hear about that real? LeVar Burton, really? Yeah. Did you guys yeah. hear about that story that happened a couple weeks ago? This per- these uh family they have like an actual like, kind of like a smart house everything in his house their house is like smart the like blinds alarms window shades AC and somebody hacked into it got him and then uh, programmed uh, a news alert for a nuclear attack and they freaked the fuck out <laughs> that's sick yeah. yeah but that smart house doesn't have what this smart out has like a hologram yeah. a you could throw shit hologram. on the ground and it was, <laughs> yes. it was just a big- <laughs> you could throw a big ass party. <laughs> And hit a button. My mind went somewhere completely different. I was just thinking about the hot robot or AI mom. That's the only thing I was thinking about. Um, So there was a a 48-hour film. uh, About this? It was like Smart House. uh, And it was about a kid trying to masturbate, but the Smart House won't let him and shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Trying to what? Masturbate? Yeah. What are you doing, Johnny? Johnny, you know you're not supposed to be doing that. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, Smart House was uh, was ahead of its time, man. Good shit. I agree. Um, Speaking of LeVar Burton. What would uh, you like? And they would, it would like you, fucking food would yeah, appear. Yeah, Smart House technology hasn't caught up to that, that movie yet. Yeah, I mean, we could, I could barely get Alexa to change the right fucking color on the light bulb, you know? Yeah. Well, you're the one who fucking fed into that fucking bullshit. We told you not to do it's it. It's pretty convenient. I like it. That's the worst. She tells me Which the temperature. Part? Alexa. Oh, really? You can That's the it. only thing I use my smart things for. It's the temperature and what's the, what's in the news. You can today. look at your phone. It's probably faster. It's way yeah. faster. No, nah, because like if your well, hands yeah, are full and like you're cooking, I'm, I do it while I'm cooking how, breakfast. How is your life that inconvenient where you always have something in your hands? Like you walk in your house. All right. You ever, have you ever spread peanut butter on a bagel? Can you do it with one hand? Yeah. You fucking lie. You ever spread peanut spider. butter on a bagel? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get a nice even spread. It's going to fuck you. It's going to... The plate's gonna fall off the counter. It's not really. All right, these are like things that might happen. You know, I've never had peanut butter on a bagel. Really? Uh, white chocolate peanut butter on a cinnamon raisin bagel is pretty. I've only tried good. it on toast. Uh, I don't know about the white chocolate peanut butter, but I've had crunchy peanut butter on a cinnamon raisin bagel. You had white chocolate peanut butter on a bagel. Hey, where are we going? Where, 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 where we're we going? on top of a movie, a uh, mountain. I thought you were at the top of a movie. I'm like, what? <laughs> we were talking about movies. Uh, oh yeah, I think I remember that now. You said it was crack, and you told. Me to get it away from you. Oh yeah, I can't have this shit in my life. Never mind. I guess I blocked that out. Yeah, I want to play a game. Yeah, let's play a game. Just really quick, since we're you guys are talking about the bagel, I just want to get this off my chest. Mm. You know, um, I've been eating a lot. <laughs> I just, of just thought regular... I fucked a bagel. Like, that's what I thought you were going with this. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of just regular toast and butter, and that shit's amazing. Like you forget about that. Uh, yeah, it's good. I think if you put jelly on top of it, the salty sweetness really. No, I haven't tried that. It's great. Vegan butter's good. Vegan butter. But uh, let's play the game. All right, so Sean. Was he being serious about that? Who? Vegan butter. Of course he was. Oh. <laughs> Emily has vegan butter. Was, wait, what? Yeah, it's for keto diet. How is it? It's made with other shit. Wait, butter is not... Peanuts aren't vegan? No, no, no. Butter... <laughs> no, butter is keto. Well, you'll, you have to... Butter has a lot of um, calories and like... Yeah, but it's still keto. It's just fat. She ordered some weird shit on Amazon. Maybe almond butter or something. Is that your role, Steve? We're going to play a game called Get Wrecked. Uh, since Sean lost last week, I guess we're going to... Yeah, it I guess so. It doesn't though, but... No, not really. It does not at all. <laughs> How about this? How about we play the regular game, 
until I see all the movies. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, no way without all the movies. Let's not say that. I have, yeah, I have a feeling Let's that, say that'll take a long time. That'll just punish us. Okay. Listen, listen. We're just gonna play by the that, simple yeah, rules that because would it us. just because it's just gonna keep stacking, and we just can't have these stacks. That would we punish us because we would lose without getting. Uh, I say I say we let him be immune so that he can catch up. Yeah, you need and to catch up. If he up. doesn't, we lynch him. <laughs> lynch you know what? I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna pay thirty six dollars for the movie. Why would you do no, that? I can't we'll we'll do that. find it for you. All right, this game is called Get Wrecked. Uh, Sean is immune, so Sean is gonna pick a movie for the lower of the roller of this lowest roller of this twelve sided die. Can't right. speak. Yeah. I forgot you, which words I had said already. I, I went on. You know when you got going like autopilot for a second, and then you like, what did, I, what did I say? This way, I already rolled. Did you? Yeah, it was an eight. Oh, okay. I did not see this. I, I didn't see. It. I, saw, I, saw I didn't it. see it. I but Steve rolled an eight. Man, is that easy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I could have been like that. She was a twelve. Oh, sure. I got a nine. Nine. A Damn. solid nine. I like that. My chances are not good. I have like a... As long as Tom doesn't win, I'm okay. I'm 20% I'm... chance of... I got a nine. Oh, Fuck. another roll off. No, no it's not, not really oh, because wait, I lost. Oh, wait, Steve, you got to right? Are you serious? You know what, Steve? I wanted you to lose. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what you got Son for of a bitch. Um, I know you like um, period pieces. Ooh. And you like um, uh, historical figures. And things like that. You give me Barry Lyndon. So I don't know if you actually seen this movie. I'm just gonna say it right now. We can cut and redo this if you have um, a movie that I think was kind of underrated when it came out. I believe it came out in 2010. <laughs> if I'm not damn, mistaken. fucking dragging this shit out. Um, and it's a Cron- it's a Cronenberg movie. Okay. It's called A Dangerous Method. I've Ooh. never seen this. Ooh, I think it's a really good movie. It it, it explores the relationship with uh, Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud, and their subject is Kira Knightley, and they. You'll that's see. all you have to. That's honestly all you, you could have literally set the movies like. And it's, it's two imagine guys. Imagine a period piece told in the fashion of pure Cronenberg and the way he, he the way he presents dialogue and his scenes and the way he cuts. I think you'll like it. Yeah, you Vigo's, just literally could have just really said studying Keira Knightley, and I would have been like, yeah. You mean Natalie Portman too? Uh, too? Bitch, don't start with me. Man, we get some good yeah, ones. Vigo's man. great. Enough. Vigo Morrison. We get Michael Fassbender. Vincent Cassell? Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh my god! Wait, who does Vincent Cassell play? He plays somebody crazy. I don't know, but like honestly, like this is a great cast. I'm super excited. No, he plays a very right famous up your goddamn alley. <laughs> right up my alley. It's not like what Tom gives me. Dangerous. What, what's what did he give me? Some angry white guy shooting minorities. Down? <laughs> like, <laughs> great <laughs> flick. Great flick. Shooting people at McDonald's. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. It's this is good, man. That's because you don't understand the 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 plight of the white the man. The plight of the angry <laughs> white man. Okay. Yeah. I guess not. Look, the world's leaving him behind. <laughs> you know what that's like. <laughs> all right. It's a good movie. It looks really good too. Uh, all right. I think that will do it for us on Do the Right Film. Check us out on social media. Uh, do the right film on everything do the right film underscore podcast on instagram we have a website do the room do the right film.com you can go on there and listen to episodes and uh send us messages tell us um i don't know tell us what kind of beers you like i'm looking for new beers and stuff like that you can also tell us about some uh movies that you enjoy and we might even watch them if you tell us to um yeah, yeah. and spotify right 
Yeah. Yeah, we're on Spotify. You could now, add so us to your uh, party playlist on Spotify. Party playlist. <laughs> In the middle of a party, cuts from Travis, like fucking Travis, Travis Scott, Scott. sickle mode, just like cuts to this. You ever Welcome try to, to butter do a bagel right, without so? holding it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are bumping to the shit. People are leaving the party. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it for us, man. Yeah. I would say don't watch Velvet Bus Off, but Steve begs the different. Watch that shit. I would like people to watch it because I think uh, it's just funny that, that people are watching it. Okay, let's that make sense. Right <laughs> Doesn't really make sense, but okay. Could, Steve, could you say something so we can go? Mm-hmm. Kira Knightley's beautiful. All right. Uh, and we need catchphrase. <laughs>